0: So hey guys, welcome back to Out of Band. Um, Today we are missing one of our three musketeers, um, but she is away for a very good reason and she will be joining us again for the next session. Um, So today you'll have to do with myself and with Faith, but we have three lovely guests uh, and we are going to continue today with our Day in a Life uh, series, basically. Um, We've been discussing in the last few weeks uh, what it actually means to be a cybersecurity professional, how you can get into cybersecurity, and also uh, what different kinds of professions and specialties or specialisms you can uh, expect within the cybersecurity world. Um, And today we're going to discuss red teaming or pen testing. Um, So guys, um, welcome to the podcast. And um, would you like to start introducing
1: yourself?
0: Uh, Sorry, yeah, inclusive. (laughs) Guys and ladies. People.
2: Pen testers, hackers.
0: So yeah, um, Daniela, do you want to start with introducing yourself?
2: Yeah, well, sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, well, I'm Danielle and I am a pen tester. And I'm always hesitant to say that I am a hacker because I do multi-scoped pen tests, so I get like a goal. Um, and I work at Society uh, as a pen tester for about like, just under three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostly doing pen tests at big clients, big corporate clients.
0: Cool. Cool. Who wants to go second?
3: Moreno, you want to go? Yeah, no problem.
4: Hi, I'm uh, Moreno St. hill I currently work at Ernst & Young UI. I'm a manager of cybersecurity um, and I've been working there for now almost five years. I've been doing pen tests, cloud security assessments, code reviews, pretty much anything technical. Um, prior to that, I've been doing IT auditing. Um, and before that, I was a software programmer. Cool. Thanks, Maria.
1: Thanks for joining
3: us. Yeah. Kenneth? Kenneth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm Kenneth Lindsay. <laughs> I'm still working at Hack Defense, where you found me last time. Uh, <laughs> we're a smaller Dutch <laughs> boutique pen testing firm, uh, where we do pen testing. And I've been a pen tester for close to five years now.
0: Cool. Thanks all. Thanks for the introductions. Um, So the reason that we're actually also trying to highlight a little bit about what is um, pen testing, what is red teaming, what is uh, technical assurance testing, uh, is because I've been approached um, in the last few years a couple of times already by people that want to get into cybersecurity, that have seen the hacking movies and are really like wowed by the amazing technical skills or by the amazing lifestyle that a hacker supposedly can have, Um, but they usually don't really seem to understand what a hacker or what a tester actually does. Um, So I'm hoping that we can shed a little bit of light today uh, on that. Maybe it's good to have a bit of a backstab first, as in, uh, how did you guys get into testing? How did you guys get into the technical aspect of it?
3: Sure, I'll kick off. Um, so, uh, I did my gradua- graduation internship at KPMG, one of the other big four. And um, just before uh, I signed there as a first year consultant, they offered me the chance to get a uh, technical certification. And there were some options. And then uh, I did some research and figured out that the uh, OSCP certification was, you know, it's the most hands-on, the most gruesome, uh, the most heavy uh, pen test certification you can get as a starter. So, um, mm. yeah, I kind of went from there, you know, I started out as a technical consultant, got the, the OSCP and that's, that's for me how I started my testing career as a, as a pen tester.
1: So you went from zero certification to OSCP to pen testing?
3: Yeah, that, I don't recommend that to, to anyone, <laughs> um, do something lighter first. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my route. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Dedication.
3: Amazing. Yeah. A lot of love, love, suffering. I
0: still haven't
2: dared to, to, to start OCP, uh at the moment. Might I going to do it next year? Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. Uh, well, just to go on, um, my background is in hotel management and retail. Mm-hmm. So I have no computer science degrees, no actual education in that, in the, in the, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in retail for about 10 years. I got bored of it. Uh, I was building a, a big commercial website, web shop uh, mm-hmm. together with some, with, some, with some supplies, actually the technical stuff. But I was thrown in there to do Increasingly more technical things, and then I figured out well, this is something I enjoy way more than than doing the the, the commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got my way into functional testing because you can do anything in an IT company. You either get into the service desk or you get into functional testing because mm-hmm. that's that's the, the entry level of jobs you can get. And after a year of functional testing, I weasled my way or bluffed my way into into pen testing. And I've been doing that for two and a half years now without any certifications whatsoever, except my uh, estate is hiker, which is uh, <laughs> Wow.
0: Well, that's also pretty dedicated actually. I mean, from no experience technical area to go into full-on tech that's pretty damn awesome, actually.
2: Yeah, it is it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do because I know I'm missing out on, on programming skills, on background knowledge, on system knowledge, and, and I have to, to to learn it as well as I, as I go along. And that takes some extra uh, energy. Yeah.
1: But you're making it, so. Mm-hmm. So first of all. Uh,
2: the, the clients I work at are happy with me, so apparently I'm doing something <laughs> I'm doing it good, so. Yeah.
1: Morena, do you wanna introduce yourself? to the audience?
4: Yeah, for me, it's quite a while ago. I think I started hacking in 2010, maybe even earlier. Um, started out as just um, trying to get more, <laughs> more money from my parents uh, for fixing the internet after breaking it myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you know, I started programming as well, but programming to cheat on multiplayer games online. And that's where my interest actually started um and it went more and more and at that point you had remote access tooling rats i think uh popular group black shades uh, i was still a kid back then so that sounded a lot like fun and i started doing uh, you know some exploiting at school um not the best idea <laughs> and at some point my parents noticed you know he is into computers but maybe he needs to go a different route. so i went back to study um it management and then from there on I landed an IT auditing job, but you know, still no hacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think during one of the lunch breaks, I found some people that were not wearing suits. So I asked them, you oh, know, we're in the same company, but uh, you're wearing it. <laughs> wear <teacher."> your suits. <laughs> and they said, yeah, we're working in cybersecurity. Um, and that sounded fun. So I had the meeting and then uh, I think two weeks after I was allowed to go with them. And then that's my first pen test. Um, I think back then it was Docker, Container Software. Um, So I I tried it at home, uh, but now I could hack it on the client. And from that point on, I figured out that's something I want to do. I'm still there.
1: Wow. Very cool. So you were attracted to cybersecurity because of no suits?
4: No, no. (laughs) Actually, I like wearing suits, so it's not that. It's just um, where auditing stops at the technical level. At some point, it's enough. And if you're creative... You know you can do a lot more in cyber security than you know, in the other uh, fields yeah
1: and do you have a computer science degree
4: um i have a bachelor in it management and a master's in business information systems
1: okay
0: yeah. cool thanks for
1: joining us
4: <laughs> you're welcome
0: so with the introductions a little bit past, um, maybe it's good to touch upon how actually a day in the life of, of you guys looks, basically. So what do you do throughout the day? What kind of activities? What kind of cases are you working on? No client names, by the way.
2: Well, um, my, my day is it's is, 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 is a regular office day. It's, it's I go to the office, or at least I, I log in at home in my office. Um, we do a stand up every morning. What are you going to do today? Um, and, and, and from there on, you go on doing your thing. And, and yeah, I do mostly sculpt pen testing for web applications and APIs. So um, if I have to start a new test, I have to do an intake uh, with the business and with, with, with some technical people who built the thing. What have you built? What kind of techniques do you use? What kind of system do you have? How big is it? What kind of data is in there? Just to get, get an idea of the system. And also I always try to get like a, a, a demo. Can you show me? And my most important question is what does it do for the customer or the people who are gonna use it? But what does the system do, mm-hmm. do, do to give it a, a place within the company or within the, the, the bigger landscape? So I can also think of ways to get in, think of Mm -hmm. things I want to get out of it. Um, And of course, uh, uh, trying to think of what kind of logical flaws might have they made building this thing. So is it uh, authorization checks that might go wrong or authentication that goes wrong or direct object references that I could could like exploit. and yeah, when the intake is done, um, write a little test plan and basically just just start and, and start with just exploring and especially if it's a web application, just click around and see what's there.
0: <laughs> Trying to break it controlled basically.
2: Well for first to get, first do the happy flows, first to see what the, what is it supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Because if if you don't know what it's supposed to do, is you you, you you never know what it's not supposed to do. So First, get a feel for what kind of screens in there. Where can I put in data? Where might I be able to upload a file? Just get a general feel. What goes where?
1: Just, just yeah. look around. Nice. Uh, before we go, we go ahead. Um, yeah. Matt joined us. Hello, for joining. <laughs> Hi there, for joining. everyone. Oh. Hey, uh, could, uh, please introduce yourself to the audience.
5: Oh yes, no, thank you very much. Um, so my name's uh, Matt lie and um, I'm a red team uh, senior manager over here in the in, in in what is the very sunny UK at the moment um, and so I've been um, pen testing about 10 years now um, and have had um, have had the fun to break into everything from oh I don't know a brewery company all the way through to a warship so lots of excitement uh, along the way and um, my current Uh, As I say, my current focus is on on red teaming over here in the the UK.
0: Thanks for joining us. So Matt, before we continue with the questions or with the Mm -hmm. storyline laid out a little bit. um, What we've discussed up until now is basically the introductions of who everyone else is. Um, but we've also discussed a little bit of how they got into red teaming or in pen testing or Mm -hmm, automated mm -hmm. testing. Um, Could you maybe give like a little hint of how you got into it?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I guess... um, from, from a very young age, I was always one of those people that took things apart rather than <laughs> played with the toy. So I always had more fun trying to figure out how things worked. Um, and I, I progressed doing a, a degree in, in computer science and then a master's in information security over, over here in the, in the UK at Warwick and then uh, UCL. Um, I took a brief detour. Um, working in the music industry for quite some time, um, doing doing uh, sort of various backstage technical things. In, in particular, uh, sound and lighting. A bit more of a focus on the lighting for me. Um, and then and then somehow ended up in in the Pentas team in KPMG UK. I don't quite know how it happened, but but. Uh, you know, a crossing of paths and a and a chance encounter. Um, and I um, ended up applying for a pen test role in Cape and G UK where I've been um, where I've been ever since. Um, and I um, I've worked my way you know through, through through the grades in that team, very much starting um, as a as a very junior pen tester, I must say. Um, Initially focusing on web applications and um, and infrastructure testing, especially um, what we have here over in the UK is something called the Check Scheme, so check testing and and that kind of infrastructure. And um, as I've progressed and as the industry has progressed as well, red teaming has become a, a more and more uh, you know exciting area and a and a and a bigger th- a, a bigger thing and I, I would say a more defined discipline as well. It's gone from um, something that was perhaps not quite well understood or well defined into now uh, now we know what uh, we mean by red teaming quite well um, uh, and so i've taken my my career off into that direction and um, and now spent quite a lot of time red teaming um, large organizations and trying to think of how to break into them every way every which way um, i can so yeah that's a bit about my background and it's a pleasure to be
0: here. Thanks for joining. Thank Thanks for joining. Um, Faith, I'm looking for a second. you. Um, let's continue with the question of how does your day basically look? Yeah.
1: So I guess, um, Moreno, do you want to go next? How does your day uh,
0: look like?
4: Do you want to scope it down to my days doing red teaming or in general? Because
0: in general differs. It, it let's just say Aaron what can be related to pen testing, red teaming because that's actually something that I would love to go into later on also um what are actually the differences between all the terms that are being used but let's first take a dip- typical day of what you're doing basically
5: um okay I think
4: in the morning I started with daily stand-ups with one of my clients um to assess whether they are uh, focusing on the right risks, fixing the right bugs uh, after we reported them, I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> um, after that, um, I have some startup calls with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we have an engagement ongoing, as a manager, you don't really uh, perform the tests anymore. You just point them in the right directions and then check if they do the right thing. If not, you, know, you tell them to test something else. Um, once that's finished, uh, I usually have some time for myself where I can do my own engagement. Um, quite often, that's a cloud security review. So I log in on AWS, and then I check whether they, they did everything right or not, um, sometimes Azure. Um, then if I'm lucky, I get a request for red teaming, and then I can team up with some other managers to write a proposal. And um, Once we send it out, we mm-hmm. skip to the next day. I'll, I'll, I'll do two days then.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Um,
4: let's say we win the red teaming proposal. Uh, we kind of have to prepare um, there's some teams doing those in to identify what are they using um but you know in a normal pen test you can try some tools and if it gets detected you know it's no big issue but in the red teaming let's say they're in azure and they're using atp you know things get a little more uh difficult because your uh, techniques from last month might not work now which means you need to set up a new environment you need to uh, organize some resources that are going to test new uh, malware, I'm going to test new uh, beacons. Oh, it's a lot of thinking and planning getting the right resources in the right spot um, before the engagement mm-hmm. starts. And once it starts, I can finally you know, do some techniques as well. I can talk a bit more about that. I- I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm stealing someone's time.
0: Share uh, what you want to share.
4: OK. Oh, well, let's kind of go first and then maybe we circle back
0: sure Can okay
3: we- so yeah my day i also start my day with uh, with, a, with a stand-up and uh, you know we discuss what the team is doing and uh then we go our go our uh, merry ways and uh well i pick up the stuff that's assigned to me uh also keep an eye out for the news so uh today there was some rather interesting uh it was called Petit Potom, which uh well it allows you to have a remote computer do some weird stuff and authenticate over the network which was very nice so uh um, I kind of get distracted from my work, look into <laughs> that, do a technical deep dive, you know, what what can we learn from this, and then go back to the client stuff I was assigned to do uh, to do that day. But yeah, I generally keep a keep a close eye close eye on on Twitter and whatever uh, comes floating by, and then also um, I keep an eye on the security advisories of the Dutch uh, National Cybersecurity Center. Um, if I spot technologies that I know my customers are using, I send them a heads up, like a hey, uh, I know this is in your network so next time I'm around I will be sure to use it so make sure I can't and then hopefully they patch it um, so yeah that's kind of my day uh, I, I balance the work and and do a little bit of studying and you know if something interesting comes uh, comes uh, comes around I' I'll, uh, I'll look into it
0: to finish the circle Matt Oh
5: thank you um my day um... It can be very varied. I mean, um, I mean, again, initially, usually the the first bill in the morning is, is, um, understanding the lie of the land, you know, what, what's the team doing? Is everyone okay? Um, you know, checking in, uh, does everyone know what they're doing and everyone okay to get started? Um, and that can, you know, that can vary between an engagement I'm working on or, or even just a, a quick round robin across the whole team. Um, and then the day, I think I would I would say my day tends to be um, as a senior manager <laughs> tends to be split now between three different things. So um, there is always some business development going on um, and and sort of client relationship and, and conversations going on there. So that could be something um, something such as helping with a pitch or proposal, all the way through to discussing the the outcome of a test or, or, or giving a debriefing. Um, so that takes up quite a bit of time there's then um, then what I would call practice management I, I normally have to do a bit of that in my day which um, again can be anything from just making sure the team's all happy and everything's ticking over which you know is a is an important thing for, for me in the in the team uh, but it could be could be even things such as you know making sure invoices are being pushed through the system for tools we want to buy or or anything like that that's, <laughs> that that sounds uh you know, not, not entirely related to the day in the life of a pen tester, but certainly is needed to run a pen test practice. Um, and then the final bit, you know, which I try and spend most of my day on is, is what I would call the, the the technical leadership or the technical side. So um, I think someone already, already mentioned how your role kind of changes as you progress. So um, at the sort of manager, senior manager level, um, I, I've noticed I'm, I'm less full time on a test, but I'm more mm-hmm. acting as an escalation point. So um, when junior testers or, or other testers want to bounce ideas around or, or you know, maybe we want to whiteboard something and, and have a look or or perhaps they've come across a vulnerability, but, you know, they, they want someone to take a deep dive. That's when I'll get stuck in. Um, I'll start, you know, brainstorming with them. Have you tried this attack? Have you tried, you know, a, a different way of looking at it and, uh, and really sort of, you know, use my... Um, experiences my past experiences to help them and and help them think of ways to do it so i'm very keen on i'm very keen throughout the day that our junior people um and um sort of up and coming testers get Mm -hmm. the best experiences they can and they come up with the solutions but if i um if i can nudge them in the right direction that's what i'll uh, spend a lot of time doing and if i um if I get any other time, then that tends to be uh, research and kind of um, seeing what's happening, what's out there, um, perhaps talking with uh, the UK National Cybersecurity Center and other parties about what what, what topics mm-hmm. they're, um, they're working on and, um, and what, what interests they have as well. So it's, uh, it can be quite a varied day, definitely.
0: <laughs> but if I hear all will talking there are a couple of things that do like um that are very similar in what you do you're all very interested in in what is happening because you need to stay up to date you mm-hmm. have uh, regular uh, sessions with 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 your teammates or with the peers that, are, that you're working with uh you're making sure everything is still coordinated with regards to the scope that the client wants um and if i may make a bit of a bold statement it sounds maybe Maybe a little bit different than the typical image that a person may have of like the old school hacker, which was the mm. person that was sitting behind the computer and was only typing and, and, and testing basically.
2: Oh, it's, it's totally different because uh, people see the hackers like uh, the mm-hmm. guy in the hoodie with the green letters and I pride myself in not using dark modes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: I get a lot of hate from that, but I, I I hardly use any dark modes because I just prefer black letters on a white screen. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do some findings, and of course I, I, I have usually I have to work within the scope, and I always try to like to get out a little bit of outside scope, especially when I do external clients and have an indemnity that is really scoped really narrowly, and I just can't. And so I will always have to, to be careful with that, that kind of things. And when I'm done, I have to write a report. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I actually kind of like writing the reports because that's that's my way of telling the people who don't know about a vulnerability or about the logic flow, what it is, what I found, how I did it and give them some sense on how they can fix it and make the system better and safer. Mm. So. And, and it's always challenging in writing reports in a way that the, the engineers can read it and understand what you mm-hmm. did and can and recreate your, your, your steps. But in corporate environments, most often, most reports are not read by the engineers at first time, but by somebody from the business or a manager. Yeah. And they also have to understand what you have <laughs> done and especially what is the risk of this. And that's, that's always a challenge. I like that one
0: making sure that it's still technical enough to make sense, but still understandable yeah, for the rest of the yeah, organization. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, make sure that it's technical enough for, for, for the tech people who need to fix it, mm-hmm. but also that the, the manager who has little to no IT knowledge understand what the risk is and how quickly they have to get people on fixing it, especially that last part. Oh well, yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it
5: is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. And I think um, that's a really key bill of being a professional mm-hmm. security consultant, uh, delivering delivering the report and making sure all levels of the business understand and, and can action it. Um, there's no, I, I'd agree with the sentiments there. There's no point, you know. Um, Having the latest and greatest technique, and if you if you if you ultimately can't explain it to the client and and help them, help them, you know, resolve the problem, uh, or fix it, or even give them some ideas, so, so uh, yeah, really important. But
1: cool. Moreno is uh, reporting one of your favorite parts of the job.
0: Um, Strong <laughs> question. Strong
1: question. <laughs>
4: I actually like writing the reports because you know it gives you the you know, the time and the way to, you, know, you perform some work, you know how it works, but the people that are going to read it probably not, um, and you know just try and find a way on telling them what you did um, in the most nicest way possible. <laughs> I like to use a lot of words, um, some people use less. Um, I think that's fun, but even more fun is when you get to present it to the client. Um, That's Mm -hmm. also twofold because you as a hacker are pretty happy on what you did. Um, Sometimes you almost want to laugh, but uh, you made a mistake. uh, We did this. Um, But on the other side of people that have probably worked, I don't know, two, three years on securing their company. Then you come in and tell them it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It it, it requires uh, some professionalism as well. Um mm-hmm. try and find a good way to uh, tell
2: really them the findings. Yeah. Soft skills. It's yeah. really important not to, to play the blame game. You did this wrong, no. I found I found a vulnerability this way. Mm-hmm. Use this information so you can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not just point at it, it's, it's, it ah, it's broken there. No, 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 it doesn't fly.
0: You need to highlight it, but not push it in their face, basically.
2: Yes, unless they're really, really stubborn and they just don't <laughs> fix it, and you find it again and again and again and again, and then then you like escalate. Usually you escalate first to management, but sometimes you have to like yeah, start start rubbing the notes in it. <laughs> but that's that's like six or seven steps down 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 the road. <laughs> Fair enough.
5: I, th- I think you 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 make a really good point there though that the, the soft skills are the at the bill of our industry, I think that are often overlooked or at least when when new people are are, are coming into pen testing and hacking and uh, you know we, we mentioned just a minute ago about the uh you know hoodies and hackers at keyboards you know people don't necessarily think of the soft skills but um it's just in, in my mind it's just as important it's just as important and the the, the those that 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 can master both. Because it's just another it, it's just another set yeah. of skills to master. If you can master exploit development, you can you can you can hack the human. You can master the soft skills. I'm convinced most people can do that. You know if they if they put their mind to it and they see it as an interesting you know thing to learn as well and um it really does you you wonders not only in your career but just in talking about pen testing selling Mm -hmm. the the topic selling hacking as a good in the world and explaining it to people if you if you if you're passionate and you have those soft skills you you, you'll go very far yeah
1: so with regards to um, red teaming, like the different, because I think there are different categories uh, in red teaming, mm-hmm. so there's some there's some who do application testing, there's some who do infrastructure testing. Um, could
0: you expound on that? Maybe, maybe take even like a s- small sidestep, first see if there is like a consensus uh, with regards to mm-hmm. what is hacking, what is red teaming, what is pen testing, mm-hmm. because in my experience, those terms are used quite interchangeably.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's say that you have three things that form a pyramid, which are uh, vulnerability management, then you have pen testing, and then you have red teaming where I think, or maybe it's an upside down pyramid where vulnerability management has the, as the, the wider scope, but it doesn't go Mm -hmm. very deep. Then the level below that is pen testing where the scope is a bit more limited, but you can go more in depth. And then there is red teaming where uh, the scope is a bit small, but you can test whatever, or everything, everything there is in scope. Um, So I think that's a nice comparison to show how those uh, three testing uh, categories relate to one another.
5: Mm -hmm. Mm. It it is a, it's a very interesting question. I think you get you get a hundred hackers in a room and say, "Hey, what's the difference between a pen test and a red team?" And mm-hmm. you get so many answers. And um, I know, at least in the UK, uh, well, and and globally, I suppose, Crest are trying to trying to sort of standardize terms. But even even within the Crest community, it's proving to be such a such a difficult topic. You know, uh, does does for example? Um, if a red team has a physical component, is it still a red team, or is it something else? Mm-hmm. You know, you know some. I know some some companies like to call them full spectrum attacks. So you know, there's so many so many terms that uh, get thrown around, and um, I think yeah, it'd be interesting to, to to hear from the other panelists what they think. Um, I broadly agree with what I mean, was what was just said.
0: yeah. I mean, is it otherwise just marketing, or?
5: i think it can be i think it can be um i, I think also a, a lot of our buyers um a lot of the buying community can get quite confused with the terms as well so it can be a way a way for the buying community to perhaps be vague as to what they they want and and so when when they you know when they pull out a proposal they say well this is red teaming but but it doesn't actually you know then they say okay, but you're actually just focusing on this one application. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, that, that's not a red team. So that, there is a lot of confusion out there, I think. And, and it's something that yeah. we, we, we could do with, uh, as a community working, working and helping our buyers understand more. Moreno, what,
0: what is your experience?
4: Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with the same uh, way as Kenneth. So we usually see some people are requesting a vulnerability assessment. Uh, which is most likely a scan by Nessus or something else, just automated to get a, you know, quick view on which known vulnerabilities are there. Um, then we have a pen test, is where they ask us to test one application or one database or one network or uh, multiple applications. But the scope is there. We know the accounts depending on whether it's black box, white box, or gray box. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the. Words? Uh,
0: let's say for the, for, for the audience, please explain.
4: <laughs> OK, so black box, you don't really get any information. You just get the, the URL to the website and you know, go ahead and test it. And gray box, you get some information. That could be account information, could be some credentials or a certificate to connect to the website. And then you have white. Some people call it crystal or a different variant, where you get the accounts, you get the documentation, you get all the information required to test it. Uh, fully. Sometimes you even get access to the code. Um, it just depends on the budget of the client and mm-hmm. whether they are the intellectual owner of the code as well.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, so that's then pen testing. You know, testing one application, the scope, and there's a limited time. Let's say we have five days. Um, and if you find it in five days, it's good. If not, you know, it could be six days was actually necessary, but they only paid for five. Then red teaming usually we don't test an application, but we test an organization or a department, mm-hmm. um, because in that case, you know, we as attackers try and infiltrate the company, get their crown jewels or any flags they have defined. Um, but at the same time, there's a team there as well, the blue team. I think from the previous podcast as well,
3: yep.
4: um, <laughs> that are in charge of you know, trying to identify if you know if they can see the red team. Um, so it kind of differs on what the client wants. Do they also want to test their own their own people, their own personnel? Are they able to detect an attack, or do they just want to know if their application is vulnerable? And in practice, you know, we see that clients that choose a mix between both, um, so they narrow down the scope to a department and a few applications. It happens.
1: Yeah. yeah. And do you have do you have scenarios whereby uh, you? So, sorry, Jennifer. Do you have scenarios no, whereby no, you have the um, the vulnerability assessment and the pen and, and the um, the red teaming, but no pen testers?
0: You no, know, like that's...
1: speaking speaking of the pyramid that uh, that Kenneth just showed us.
4: Um... I, I think that's a difficult mix because on the vulnerability assessment, you're scanning their software, their perimeter, their applications, which you know, by essence is Quite loud, as yeah. in, probably generates alerts, so they'll catch you anyway.
0: Hopefully. Um,
4: hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not had that kind of request, no. Oh, no, okay. I've, yeah.
1: Okay. So, so basically, um, you'll see red teamers in organizations or in places where pen testers already exist.
5: Yeah. Usually. Usually, yeah. I'm saying, yeah.
0: So, if I, let me summarize, I've been hearing up until now. Isn't Jenny- basically. Jennifer, I think uh,
1: you're having some audio issues from your end.
0: And you guys hear me now properly? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, sorry, guys, working from home, internet can I sometimes fail? <laughs> Um, What I was saying, if I hear you guys all, all talking and discussing, um, if I then it then comes down to a difference in scope,
3: yeah but also i think maturity of the organization receiving the service so i think any organization could start with uh, or could currently receive vulnerability management or vulnerability assessment then there are some organizations in that pool that are ready for a penetration test and there are even less companies the companies that all have an in-house blue team or maybe an external blue team that could receive a red team uh, assessment so it's it's also tied to, to the maturity of the, the, the cybersecurity maturity of the organization now.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, changing topics. Um, what are the challenges that you experience as a as a red teamer? Because for me, the something that just pops up is okay. Um, you have a certain scope, and you you just have like five days. As as Moreno mentioned, you have like five days to do a test. But since the time is limited, it means that you might not be able to test everything, uh, but you still need to deliver. So what are the challenges that you experience and how do you um, go around them?
4: I'd like to jump in there. The five days was for the pen test because the red teaming exercise is usually one to maybe two months mm-hmm. um, depending on how big your team is and how big the client So there's a bit more time mm-hmm. um, then if we look at the challenges oh depending on the rules of engagement sometimes you really start from the outside and you have nothing you go to their website and try and find a way in um, if you spend too much time there you don't have time once you're actually in um, so you need the right people at the right time um, and that also requires training um, And, you know, it's not the same person doing the external check as the person doing the inside check, Mm -hmm. um, which just comes with teaming complexities. Um, Then again, if you want to train people within your organization, um, red teaming is usually not the way to do it because just one or two typos and you're already catched
5: um, Mm -hmm. just means you need experienced people, which are also expensive people. Um, I thought that was a, a really interesting point. You you just made that not all red teamers focus on the on the same thing. Like, and I I, there was something that we also I think mentioned earlier on about infrastructure and applications. Um, I wouldn't say it's split into infrastructure and applications, but as you said, there, there's people that specialize in getting a first foothold. There's people that specialize with you know lateral movement, moving around, and maybe creating different payloads. And then there's those that you know really. You know, I know, might specialize in in really getting uh, what what, what we call the actions on objectives. I think we all agree uh, is the term. So you have different specialities even within red teaming, which is um, which often people don't realize. Um, it's, yeah. yeah and
2: if you're talking about a time box and scoped uh, penetration test on an application, um, I never like to do those black box because then I might be working four or four and a half of my five days on getting in to circumvent the, the, the login mechanism. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I finally f- figured out how a way to get in or install a password somewhere. And then I have like half a day left to test the actual application. Mm-hmm. You know? and mm-hmm. So I always prefer to do a gray box or, 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 or a white box test and just say, give me an account. Uh, preferably a high level and a low level account, so so a user or an admin, uh, so I can compare the two. Um, Mm. Because if you're time boxed and I only have five days for an application, then I really want to get the most out of it. And and I always try to think from, what would somebody do or try to do if they want to profit from this in any way? Would, Would you try to steal data? Would they try to escalate privileges? Would they try use it to deface the application or the website? And, and, and basically I set myself a couple of scenarios uh, uh, from which I'm start testing.
1: Do you normally like have like um, you need to run X number of scenarios for a test mm. or? Mm.
2: Yeah, depends on- so, um, Yeah, sorry. It depends on the type of test uh, and, and, and the client requesting it. Some clients have, like, yeah, you have to test the, the OS top 10, because that's all there is. No, there's way more than that. Uh, some say so you have to test the Sense, uh, sense 25. Um, and while working in the Netherlands, uh, some say, yeah, you have to test according to the, uh, the standards that are set out by Logius for governmental applications.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So.
5: It depends. Hmm. I mean, I know, I know here for uh, for our um best scheme or our best scheme, which is very similar to to I think what you have in the Netherlands as Tiber. Yep. Um, we we are normally asked to do three or four scenarios for our red teams. So to 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 uh, and each scenario will have a different entry point, and each scenario will will usually have a different objective. Uh, it will be a different important business system and um, and you'll usually be pretending to be a different threat actor as well so scenario one may be you know you are an organized crime group you're going to use phishing to get in and you're interested in you know whether you can escalate privileges such that you could spread ransomware whereas scenario two for this for this kind of c-best red team which is about ten weeks in length. Scenario two might be you're you're simulating uh, a nation state, let's say, you know, China, um, and you know you're interested in in making use of a supply chain issue, and you're mm-hmm. going to focus on intellectual property. So, uh, at least for our red teams. Um, over here we we do kind of generate about three or four scenarios and those are the ones that we stick to in 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 the red team exercise
0: i would like to jump actually in on that comment because in the netherlands at least tiber is something that is more specifically for for example financial institutes and not necessarily for any type of um organization that is interested in specifically Mm. red teaming um but i take it then that in the uk that's different
5: yeah so um so i mean our our equivalent to cyber is 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 uh, known as the best schemes and there's a, there's quite a few now so they they're spreading across the critical national infrastructure sectors so there's uh, the main ones are cbest which is financial um, cyber bank of england stress test i think is 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 what the acronym sort of I think they made. I think they expanded it after they made it. Um, and then there's um, Gbest, which is government, and Tbest, which is is telecoms, and uh, I think there was an Nbest for the nuclear sector. So, so it is spreading. But um, th- there is a a similar scheme called Crest Star as well, which is 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 meant to be high end red teaming. But for any organisation, mm-hmm. they, they're very aligned to each other. Um, uh, uh, and we, we, we see sort of organizations that aren't necessarily critical national infrastructure, but who want to have red teams done, they now, they now ask for this as well.
1: Interesting. So uh, back, back to the challenges. Um, Moreno, what are the challenges that you experience as a red teamer? And how do you overcome them?
4: I can give a few examples. Um, mm-hmm. So let's Please? say we have uh, a few programmers they can program in C. They create a new uh, beacon object file or something we can execute to get uh, access on the system. So antivirus is not getting it. Defender is not getting it. McAfee is not getting it. You're working fine. It's Friday, you go to bed. Monday you start and then the client's like, oh, we got alerts.
5: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> uh, oh, at that point. You know, we didn't do anything, we were sleeping. You start questioning, uh, what happened then? Now it could be that Microsoft has updated their, you know, their signatures and now it's, it's, yeah, now they got it. Um, so you're constantly fighting a moving target. Um, so on Monday, I might not need someone with programming skills and then on Tuesday, I need them, but they have the day off, um, that's one thing. Then um, second, is actually the client or you no? Know, if you're infecting someone let's say i infect kenneth's laptop you no, know, he probably has ran powershell and some scripts or anything you know, so his profile as a person or his profile on his laptop is different than um, perhaps from fate mm-hmm. um, so if you're trying to run some commands you no, know, it's suspicious on faith's laptop but it's not on kenneth so you <laughs> need to do a lot of thinking before you perform an action Sometimes it takes well, one to three hours before we perform the next action on the client's laptop or whatever we infected. Because it's just trying to figure out um, how is their environment working and then replicate it in your own environment. Um, but you know, sometimes we run our testing environment in Azure. But then if you compare it to the client, they have you know, millions of devices and policies. You know, it's difficult to replicate that. Um, yeah. So you're constantly studying, learning, um, which also takes up some of your private time.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, for example, reconnaissance is also the, quite important, right? I mean, it's not just mm. the testing that you're doing, it's also the preparation in order to execute the test properly.
5: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more you know about the your your target before you actually you know, before you actually type the command. And as you say, sometimes, you know, sometimes it can be one to three hours while you're, you're wailing for things to quiet down, uh, you know, you're wailing for the blue team to change shift, even um, the, the more, you know, in advance, the, 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 the better, the better your test will go. Um, even if it's something, you know, I know, for example, tests we've done, we've, we've scoured the internet looking for any evidence LinkedIn or anything about which A V solution they're using. You know, when did they last procure it? What, you know, do, do any of their sysadmins have, you know, I'm really experienced in, I don't know, let's say semantic endpoint protection as an example, just so you can get that that little upper hand to give you that, um, give you that edge so you know what you're up against. Uh, and uh, not having the full picture is one of the biggest challenges with red teaming, I think. You you never have the full picture because you tend to be attacking from the outside
0: yeah yeah
1: Kenneth, what what are the challenges that you experience as a red teamer
3: oh, well not specifically as a red teamer but i think uh, daniela made a good point about the the the, the black box time boxing earlier where mm-hmm. um i often go back to a customer and ask them okay but why do you want this test the black box i mean if i look at the verizon reach report, Ransomware gangs will be in your network for at least four months before you notice them. So why, why the five days? Why no credentials? Um, what, what do you want me to test? What, what do you want me to emulate? And um, I think sometimes the customer is not really knowing what they want or what, what we can do as a tester to help create insight in the risk they are currently facing uh, is, is, is a thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, plus uh, I I guess they also want to economize as much as possible, right?
2: Yeah, but if you want to economize as much as possible from a pen test, give me as much information as you can. <laughs> because if if, if 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 you have me spend four and a half or five days attacking your, your single sign-on solution, which are usually pretty damn good, mm-hmm. I, I don't test your application. I test your single sign-on solution. Yeah. Um and and, and it, it's it's what, what Kenneth says, yeah. Uh, yeah, we want you to test black box. And I've heard a couple of times, yeah, but you are a hacker, so you can get in, right?
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one is famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. I think people people seem to think we can, you know, walk through walls and <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait wait, you can't? Oh dude.
5: Oh. <laughs> it's on my research list <laughs> 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 no, absolutely. I, I, yeah, there are a lot of challenges. I think you know in our work, and uh, and sometimes our clients. I, I don't know if you if you if you all see this, but sometimes our clients sometimes don't appreciate those challenges, or they don't necessarily. Uh, I know I know when we're doing red teams, a lot of a lot of uh, our conversations are also about risk management. So if we're going to you know put beacons on their network or. How do we make sure we're doing that in a safe way? And mm-hmm. and or, and sometimes the clients haven't necessarily even thought about you know uh, wh- why you might want to build, for example, implant safety measures, and they might take time. And and they're just like, well, you know, a real attacker wouldn't do implant safety measures. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, okay, but this is to protect you and to protect us. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's lots of challenges.
2: I always say there's always a risk in doing the pen test that I bring your server down or, or, mm-hmm. or do a denial surface. I don't try to do a denial surface or if I think I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to call you first. If I press this button, your server might go down. Are you ready for this? Yeah, a real hacker doesn't do that, but I kind of care if my client is exactly. still able to go on with production because stopping production is sometimes it's a hassle of half an hour of some engineer redeploying a server. And sometimes it's, 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 a, it's a whole team working a day and a half before they figured out it was me. Yeah. And you, exactly. want, you,
3: want, you don't want to have that. Yeah, and there's also this thing, you know, if you're conducting a pen test and something goes down in the client's network, it's your, it's you. it's your <laughs> fault. It's your fault. But then also, you know, your yeah, client's not, not really appreciating, you know, there, there are, Customers, I won't name that have Windows XP machines in their network. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, well, a hacker won't yeah. respect that. They will touch. I won't touch it because I know what is connected to the thing. It might be some sensitive medical uh, device or something that you can update. But please, for God's sake, don't put it on the network. But you know, I have to be considerate in in what kind of force I apply in your network because the XP machine will probably break. But a hacker might not have. Uh, that consideration
5: yeah so and I, and, I, and I would sum up I guess that's the the biggest challenge we have is we is all of us on the call we have bound, we have professional boundaries mm-hmm. so we're we're simulating people with no boundaries within professional boundaries and that's mm-hmm. that's the really interesting challenge and that's what I like about it as well you know it's, it's how do you how do you merge the two and have you
1: have you lady and gentlemen, have you um, gotten into trouble because of an engagement that mm. you have worked in?
3: Well, so oh. there is something I can share where at Tech Defense, we did an engagement where we tested one of the systems that is in use for our uh, election scheme here in the Netherlands. <laughs> There was some nasty attention on Twitter regarding our company where people were trying to find out where we live, that kind of stuff. That's really, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I had to show at home. Yeah, that's really uncool. You know, that, 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 that for me crossed the boundary where if I have to explain at home that they you know, I'm looking over my shoulder when I leave the home right now, um, that's, 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 that's the kind of troll I got in. But no, normally when I, I professionally conduct the things I do, um i mean some things might go down the client might sometimes be unhappy but uh, i mean that's part of the job and uh, i mean that that's manageable i mean
0: if i if i may react to that and then the rest of the panel might may also react to that um in the netherlands it is illegal to hack by law and the way that companies usually circumvent that and get Uh, approved tested is by using uh, a signed document in which a scope Mm. is very dedicatedly written down, agreed upon by both parties, and then not deviated from unless there is an exception to that document.
2: Yeah, the indemnity is sacred, especially when you're doing external clients. I have been in teams where I've been inside the client and just part of the client's uh, red team and the rule in the rule there was when you stay inside basically anything is game uh but just don't try to disrupt the production of course no. um but as soon as, as as i had to test something from a supplier yeah then the identity cost was sacred it had to be signed by the supplier it had to be signed by us there was a scope in it and i would not go outside of it because yeah, that, that, that's territory that, that starts kicking off trouble. And mm. fortunately enough, I never had to deal with anything more than grumpy manager and grumpy engineers because they had to <laughs> do stuff to fix it. Which is, uh, which is fine by me, I can handle grumpy people.
0: That's what you are paid for to do, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like, but you did that and now I have to like put in a lot of hours to fix it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, ju- I just pointed out the vulnerability to you. You asked me to do, to do that. I did that. Yes, it gets important.
1: Moreno, do you have how you. Have... With... Sorry, Danielle.
2: Yeah, no, I'm in the face.
1: Yeah, Moreno, have you gotten into trouble that you can share or uh, is that. Um,
4: Not that I can share.
1: Out of no. bounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you, Matt?
5: Um. No, I don't. I, I don't think we've got into trouble. I mean, there's definitely some 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 war stories and uh, some things that. Uh, I mean, I remember there was one test where the, the client. Uh, the client had said, uh, you know, here's the development environment. And we'd gone away and really tried to, to hammer the system. And it turned out it was the, it was production. And it was a multi-billion pound like transaction system in production. And we were all just oh, happy sh- that we hadn't brought it down. Um, but um, no, I, I, not, no real trouble. I mean, uh, I, I'm very fortunate. I think in, in, in my company that w- um, we have, Um, you know kpmg's got a a good risk team and the risk team really understand pen testing very well actually so we can have very good conversations with them that you know they're not pen testers they're risk professionals and, and they they manage engagement risk but they they really understand what we do as pen testing and they can act as that nice that nice check that we're not going out of scope that you know that the phishing emails aren't going to you know, cause panic and distress, or or, or those kind of things. So the so so luckily, um, so far Touchwood, I've uh, avoided any major issues.
0: Touchwood, being conscious of time. Um, I mean, we're almost at the end of the time slot already. Um, that being said, I love having this discussion with you because I think there are quite a lot of interesting insights here. Um, but again, being conscious of time. Um, if we think of Uh, new joiners or people that want to, like Danielle, for example, switch from one industry to another, to the hacking, pen testing, red teaming industry, Um, what kind of skills, either technical soft skills, or what kind of interests do they need to have to be able to succeed within this, this environment?
1: Who wants to kick it off?
0: Yeah.
3: Sure, I'll do it. Yeah, you gotta be curious. You really gotta be curious, and you know, like if you see something, you gotta figure out in your mind how it works. Um, and then, personally, for me, what always seemed to work uh, because I'm a big fan of guided learning is just getting pen test certificates. Um, so yeah, I mean, start out with the OCP, or maybe do some introduction, introductionary <laughs> course, and then then do the OCP. But um, yeah being really curious about everything you see around you is is what what makes
5: i think a great pen tester yeah. you, you you took you took what i was gonna say mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you basically took it word for word um i was gonna say the same curiosity and 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 not just not just technical curiosity but um i know i spend a lot of time reading all sorts of random Articles on, uh, you know, why combinator Hacker News, the the website, they just float up, and everything from psychology and sociology all the way through to physics, and, uh, and just be curious about everything. If you if you approach it with that mindset, you'll 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 be fine. You'll 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 have a great time. Yeah, and and, and well, Matt and and Kenneth
2: says, yeah, be curious and try to figure out stuff. And what I would like to add to that, and this is something I brought from, from my background in, in, in retail and hotel management, you have to be able to talk to people. And you have to be able to communicate mm-hmm. what have you found to different, to different levels. Now so to business, to engineers, to your colleagues, but always in a way that they will accept a bad news message mm-hmm. because you're bringing bad news most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I don't have to, any bad news to bring after a test, then, then my test has failed. <laughs> and I, I haven't looked hard enough. Um, so you have to be able to communicate. And if you're not strong in communication, find somebody who is and pair up with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And learn from them.
2: Yeah, or, or just divide the work. You know, I've, I've seen some great technical people who are great hackers couldn't communicate in a corporate environment.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and if you can do that, make sure you find somebody you can work with uh, in, in a pair system or in a team system that sh- that can communicate to the business or to the developers. So you get best of both worlds. Marina?
4: I would say choose what fits you best and programming is not required. Oh, thank you. It it, it does help, but it's not required. Um, But I also think if you're not great at communication, you can still do the job. Um, It just depends or wisely pick your company. If you go to a big four, you're probably required to have some communication with the client, Um, but a smaller boutique firm might not have you do it and you can just focus on being the technical guy or go, um, you know, be conscious of that.
5: And I think what follows on from, from both of those comments was, was teamwork. Um, you know, information security, I would say globally, I mean, and, and this call is an example of it. It's a global industry. You meet new people all the time. So I think it's, it's not a soft skill and it's not a technical skill. It, it doesn't fall in them, but, you know, just, embrace the community be kind be be respectful um realize that everyone has something to bring to the table like like we just said you know you don't have to be a programmer you don't have to be an exploit developer you may just be really skilled at communicating risks to clients right and that's cool that's the skill we need in our industry uh that's the skill that red teamers need people in their in their wider teams to do so respect everyone and 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 be open and and, and be friendly, and you know, let let's build up a community, not mm-hmm. not not sort of go after each other, and who's got the most CVEs and all that kind of thing. <laughs> very wise words, Matt. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, just the very last question. The very mm-hmm. last question. Um, how how do we get started for those mm-hmm. that would like to get into red teaming, yeah. pen testing? Um, if if you can give like you know your words of wisdom,
4: start with pen testing, and then just like your hand or bread teaming,
0: just like that.
5: Yeah. How? Uh, there's that's a tricky question. I think there's a, there's a lots of lots of roots in the industry now. I I, I think back when I started, which was uh, as I say about ten years ago, and it was quite difficult. I I thought back then to get to get your first foothold whereas now I would say uh, and I don't know if the panelists agree um, but but I would say you know do things like immersive labs you know hack the box get a profile do some of your own learning maybe maybe go and get a, a certification if you can uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be the most expensive and the best it, it's just to show that you're interested and show that you you know you you're keen and then uh, you know, and 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 go to um, you know uh, events, um, you know like uh, B sized when 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 they were being held, DC forty four twenty here in London, mm. and, and, and so on. You know, interact, learn learn from the community, and then uh, you know if you want to do it professionally, um, you know, put 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 your put your CV around and and. Um, you know, join, 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 uh, join an organisation that will help you grow and and has some, um, you know, has a track record of there being people in that organisation who've done the journey you've done, because um, that's the best thing that can help, I would say. Yeah.
1: Danielle. Uh, yeah, add? I would say
2: join, join the community, kind of joining uh, community that Matt mentions. Uh, get involved with people. Um, get, get to know people, build up your network. and technically start with web applications because that's the easiest entrance into pen testing I know because you have a really clear input, something 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 output in your, in your, in your messages. Uh, it's the easiest entrance into, into hacking if you, if you ask me. And yeah, start learning, start to do things like try hack the box, try hack me
1: and, and, and find the community.
3: Yeah, write a blog.
1: Write a blog is what well I saw it last time.
3: No, but seriously, Matt already mentioned uh, Hack the Box. Um, start doing Hack the Box, get your own domi- domain, write a blog about your journey on Hack the Box. That really shows that you have put in the effort and time. Uh, it shows your learning process, your thought process, and um, um,
0: communication
3: people that yeah yeah, exactly exactly people that have put in sufficient time there i would seriously consider hiring on the spot if if you have shown that dedication and if that is how you want to break into yeah definitely hack the box write about it
5: it's a great job
3: (laughs) (laughs) make make sure you
5: have fun yeah exactly have fun have fun and 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 realize it's it's a great honor and uh, i think it's a great honor great privilege to be a red team or a pen tester, a hacker I, I it's 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 a career i i absolutely i think everyone on the panel probably loves and enjoys and um, yeah have fun and uh, be kind yeah
1: <laughs> okay uh, then uh, if there's uh, nothing else to add I think we're done for today mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us uh, we hope that we will see you again in an upcoming episode
0: i mean and... i know that we had a lot of fun and we found it very interesting so <laughs> okay uh, jennifer do you want to wrap up um yeah um so again um uh, guys and lady thank you so much for joining us today um i think A lot of good insights were shared today, Um, and I'm sure that a lot of people will still have a lot of questions, uh, but maybe that's for next time. Um, That being said, um, thank you all, and uh, for our viewers, please like and subscribe. If you have ideas for our next session, or if you are having questions about a certain uh, career profession within cybersecurity, please let us know, and maybe we can actually do another episode on it. So yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye.
5: Thank ciao, ciao. <laughs>